Mesdames et Messieurs, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles Daniel MacDonald on World Radio Paris and Monaco. Brought to you in association with Force Magazine. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio France, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for the WRP Network. It's one of the biggest revolutions to take place within the digital world and it's set to change how we live, how we think and how we buy. In today's show, I'm going to be speaking about the metaverse, what it is and why the future, talking about the future, is here to stay. What is the metaverse exactly? Well, to hear tech CEOs like Mark Zuckerberg or Satya Nadella talk about it, the metaverse is the future of the internet, or it's a video game, or maybe it's a deeply uncomfortable, worse version of Zoom. It's hard to say. It's been almost six months since Facebook announced it was rebranding to Meta, and it would focus its future on the upcoming metaverse. In the time since, what that term means hasn't gotten any clearer, and Meta is building a VR social platform, Roblox, facilitating user-generated video games, and some companies are offering little more than broken game worlds that appear to have NFTs attached. Advocates from niche startups to tech giants have argued that this lack of coherence is because the metaverse is still being built, and it's far too new to define what it means. The internet has existed in the 1970s, and, for example, not every idea of what it would eventually look like came to be true. On the other hand, there's a lot of marketing hype and money wrapped up in selling the idea of the metaverse. Facebook in particular is an especially vulnerable place after Apple's move to limit and track hitting the company's bottom line. It's impossible to separate Facebook's vision of a future in which everyone has a digital wardrobe to swipe through them from the fact that Facebook really wants to make money selling virtual clothes. But Facebook isn't the only company that stands to financially bet from the metaverse hype. So, with all this in mind, seriously, what does metaverse mean? Well, to help you get a sense of how vague and complex a term the metaverse can be, there's an exercise. Mentally replace the phrase, the metaverse, with the sentence, cyberspace. 90% of the time, the meaning won't substantially change, and that's because the term doesn't really refer to any one specific type of technology, but rather a broad and often speculative shift in how we interact with technology. It's entirely possible that the term itself will eventually become just as antiquated as even the specific technology it once described becomes commonplace. Broadly speaking, the technology companies refer to what we talk about as being the metaverse can also include virtual reality, characterised by persistent virtual worlds that continue to exist even when you're not playing, as well as augmented reality that combines aspects of the digital and physical worlds. However, it doesn't require that those spaces be exclusively accessed via VR or AR. Virtual worlds, such as aspects of Fortnite, can be accessed through PCs, game consoles and even phones that have started referring to themselves as the metaverse. Many companies have hopped on board the metaverse bandwagon and also envisioned some sort of new digital economy, 
where users can create, buy and sell goods. In the more idealistic visions of the metaverse, it's interpolable, allowing you to take virtual items like clothes or cars from one platform to another, although this is harder than it sounds. While some advocates claim new technologies like NFTs can enable portable digital assets, this simply isn't true. And bringing items from one game to another, or one world to another, is an enormously complex task that no one company can solve. It's difficult to appraise what all this means because when you hear descriptions like those above, an understandable response is, wait, doesn't that exist already? Let's take World of Warcraft for example. It's a persistent virtual world where players can buy and sell goods. Fortnite has virtual experiences like concerts and an exhibit where Rick Sanchez can learn more about MLK Jr. You can strap on an Oculus headset and be in your own personal home. Virtually. So is this really what the metaverse means? Just some new kind of video game? Well, yes and no. Saying that Fortnite is the metaverse would be a bit like saying Google is the internet. Even if you spend chunks of time on Fortnite, socialising, buying things, learning and playing games, that doesn't necessarily mean it encompasses the entire scope of what people and companies mean when they say the metaverse. Just as Google, which builds parts of the internet from physical data centres to security layers, isn't the entire internet. Tech giants like Microsoft and Meta are working on building tech-related interactions with virtual worlds, and they're not the only ones. Many other large companies, including NVIDIA, Unity, Roblox and even Snap, as well as a variety of smaller companies and startups, are building the infrastructure to create better virtual worlds that more closely mimic our social and physical life. For example, Epic has acquired a number of companies that help to create or distribute digital assets, in part to bolster its powerful Unreal Engine 5 platform. And while Unreal may be a video game platform, it's also being used in the film industry and could make it easier for anyone to create virtual experiences. They are tangible and exciting developments in the realm of building digital worlds. Despite this, the idea of a Ready Player One-like single unified place called the Metaverse is still largely impossible. That is in part because such a world requires companies to cooperate in a way that simply isn't profitable or desirable. Fortnite doesn't have much motivation to give players and a portal to jump straight over to World of Warcraft, even if it were easy to do, for example. And partially because raw computing power needed for such a concept would be much further away than we think. This inconvenient fact has given rise to slightly different terminology. Now, many companies or advocates instead refer to any single game or platform as a metaverse. By this definition, anything from VR concerts to apps to video games could then count as metaverse. And some take it further, calling the collection of various metaverses a multiverse of metaverses. Or maybe we're living in a hybrid verse. Of these words, they can mean anything at all. Coca-Cola launched a flavour born in the metaverse alongside a Fortnite tie in minigame. Correspondingly, there are no rules. And it's at this point of most discussions of what the metaverse entails that we can start to stall. We have a vague sense of what things currently exist and how we could call the metaverse if we message the definition of words in the right way. 
and we know which companies are investing in the idea, but after months there's nothing approaching an agreement on what this is. Meta thinks it will include fake houses, where you can invite all your friends to hang out in. Microsoft seems to think it could involve virtual meeting rooms to train new hires or chat with your remote co-workers. The pitches for these visions of the future range from optimistic to outright fan fiction. And at one point during Meta's original presentation on the Metaverse, the company showed a scenario in which a young woman is sitting on her couch, scrolling through Instagram when she sees a video and a friend posted of a concert that's happening halfway across the world. The video then cuts to the concert where the woman appears in an Avenger-style hologram. She's able to make eye contact with her friend who is physically there and they're both able to hear the concert and see the floating text hovering above the stage. This seems cool, but it's not really advertising a real product or even a future one. In fact, it brings us to the biggest problem with the metaverse. Why does the metaverse involve holograms? Well, when the internet first arrived, it started with a series of technological innovations, like the ability to let computers talk to each other over great distances, or the ability to hyperlink from one web page to another. These technical features were the building blocks that were then used to make the abstract structures we know about the internet. Websites, apps, social networks, and anything else that relies on those core elements. And that's not to say anything of the convergence of the interface innovations that aren't strictly part of the internet, but are still necessary to make it work, such as keyboards, displays, mice and touch screens. the metaverse, there are some new building blocks in place, like the ability to host hundreds of people in a single instance on a server. Idealistic metaverse predictions suppose this will grow to thousands or even millions of people at once, but this might be overly optimistic. Or motion tracking tools that can distinguish where a person is looking or where their hands are. These new technologies can be very exciting and feel futuristic. However, there are limitations that may be impossible to overcome. When tech companies like Microsoft or Meta show fictionalised videos of their visions of the future, they tend to gloss over just how people will interact with the metaverse. VR headsets are still very chunky, and most people experience motion sickness or physical pain if they wear them for too long. Augmented reality glasses face a similar problem, on top of the non-significant issue of figuring out how people can wear them around public without looking like huge dorks. Then, there are the accessibility challenges of VR that many companies are shrugging off for now. So how do tech companies show the idea of their technology without showing the reality of bulky headsets and dorky glasses? So far, their primary solution seems to be simply to fabricate technology from whole cloth. The holographic woman from Meta's presentation? I hate to shatter the illusion, but it's simply not possible, even with very advanced visions of existing technology. Unlike motion-tracked digital avatars, 
which are kind of janky right now, but could be better someday. There's no janky version of making a three-dimensional picture appear in midair without tightly controlled circumstances. No matter what Iron Man tells you, perhaps these are meant to be interpreted as images projected via glasses. Both women in the demo video are wearing similar glasses after all, but we don't assume a lot about the physical capabilities of compact glasses, which Snap can tell you isn't a simple problem to solve. This kind of glossing over of reality occurs frequently in video demos of how the metaverse could work, and another of Meta's demos showed characters floating in space. Is this person strapped to an immensive aerial rig, or are they just sitting at a desk? A person represented by hologram does have a headset on, and if they do, how is their face being scanned? And at points, person grabs virtual items, but then holds these objects in what seems to be in their physical hands. These demonstrations raise so many more questions than the answer. And to a limited extent, this is fine. Microsoft, Meta and every other company that shows wild demos like this are trying to give an artistic impression of what the future could be, not necessarily account for every technical question. It's a time-honoured tradition going back to AT&T's demo of vice-controlled foldable phones that could magically erase people from images and generate 3D models all of which might seem similarly impossible at the time. However, the last several months of metaverse pitches from tech giants and startups alike have heavily relied on lofty visions that break from reality. Chipotle's metaverse was an ad disguised as a Roblox video game, and stories about scarce real estate in the metaverse refer to little more than a buggy video game with virtual land tokens which also glosses over the very real security and private issues with popular NFTs just now. Confusion and disappointment surrounding most Metaverse projects are also persuasive, and that when a video game from 2017 of a Walmart VR shopping demo started trending again in January 2022, people immediately thought of it as yet another Metaverse demo. This also helped to demonstrate how much of the current metaverse discussion is built on hype alone. Walmart's VR shopping demo obviously never went anywhere, and for good reason, so why should anyone believe it's the future when Chipotle does it? This kind of wishful thinking as tech demo leaves us in a place which is hard to pinpoint, which aspects of the various visions of the metaverse, if any, will actually be real one day. If VR and AR headsets become comfortable and cheaply enough for people to wear on a daily basis, a substantial if, then perhaps a virtual poker game with your friends and robots as holograms floating in space, could somehow be close to reality. If not, well you could always play Tabletop Simulator on a Discord video call. The flashiness of VR and AR also obscure the more mundane ways that our existing interconnected digital world could be improved right now. It would be trivial for companies to invent, say, open digital avatar standards, a type of file that includes characteristics which you might enter into a character creator, like eye colour, hairstyle, or clothing options, and let you take data everywhere to be interpreted by a game engine however it chooses. There's no need to build a more comfortable VR headset for that. But it's not fun to imagine, so what's the metaverse like right now? Well, the paradox of defining the metaverse is that in order for it to be the future, you have to define away the present. 
we already have MMOs that are essentially entire video worlds, digital concerts and video calls with people all over the world. There's online advertisers, avatars and commercial platforms. So in order to sell these things as a new vision of the world, there has to be some element of it that's new. If you spend enough time having discussions about the metaverse, someone will inevitably and exhaustingly reference fictional stories like The Snow Crash, the 1992 novel that coined the term metaverse, or Ready Player One, which depicts a VR world where everyone works, plays and shops. Combined with the general pop culture idea of holograms and heads-up displays, basically anything that Iron Man has used in his last 10 movies, these stories serve as an imaginative reference point for what the metaverse could be. A metaverse that tech companies might actually sell as something new could look like. Mentor replaced the phrase metaverse with the sentence cyberspace and 90% of the time the meaning won't substantially change. That kind of hype is arguably more vital to the idea that the metaverse than any specific technology. It's no wonder then that people promoting things like NFTs, cryptographic tokens, can serve as certificates of ownership of a digital item. Sort of, they are also latching onto the idea of the metaverse. Sure, NFTs are bad for the environment and the public blockchains most are built on come with massive privacy and security problems. But if a tech company can argue they'll be the digital key to your virtual mansion in Roblox, then boom. You've just transformed your hobby of buying memes into a crucial piece of infrastructure for the future of the internet and possibly raise the value of all that cryptocurrency you could be holding. It's important to keep this in context and keep it in mind because it's also tempting to compare the pro-metaverse ideas we have today to the early internet and assume everything will get better and progress in a queer linear fashion. This is not a given fact. There's also no guarantee people will want to hang on to sans legs in a virtual office or play poker with DreamWorks Mark Zuckerberg. Much less than VR and AR tech, this will become ever more seamless enough to be common as smartphones and computers are today. In the months since Facebook's rebrand, this concept of the metaverse has served as a powerful vehicle for repackaging old tech, overselling the benefits of new tech and capturing the imagination of speculative investors. But pouring money into a space doesn't necessarily mean a massive paradigm shift is right around the corner, as everything from 3D TVs to Amazon delivery drones and Google Glasses can attest. The history of tech is littered with skeletons of failed investments. That doesn't mean, however, there's nothing cool on the horizon. VR headsets like the Quest 2 are cheaper than ever and finally wearing off expensive desktops and console rigs. Video games and other virtual worlds are getting easier to build and design. And personally, I think advances in photogamy, the process of creating digital 3G objects out of vid photos or video, is an incredible tool for digital artists. But to a certain extent, the tech industry writ large depends on futurism. Selling the phone is fine, but selling the future is more profitable. In reality, it may be the case that any real metaverse would be little more than some cool VR games and digital avatars and Zoom calls, but mostly just something we still think of as the internet.
Fashion Week goes from real world to virtual world as IRL shows across New York, London, Milan, Paris and Tokyo. This leads to Metaverse's first major industry-backed version. Decentraland mapped out a lineup for WWD with events, talks, runway shows, after parties and shopping opportunities from some of the world's most leading brands. Both Estavri's Maisons and Metaverse First Innovators gave us Metaverse Fashion Week, or MVFW. I think people will be amazed because our team has been working so much to really achieve unique spaces in 3D and unique shops for the stores, said Giovanna Graciosa Casimori, head of Metaverse Fashion Week for WWD. The team wanted to create a broad range of activities with multiple simultaneous events, but they will be planned in a way that people have a chance to see all of them, she said. MVFW will feature catwalks, virtual retail storefronts, immersive experiences, arty spaces with fashion and music, panel talks and the other usual events. There will also be plenty of after parties and the idea is we bring people to see the events but they can also stay inside the platform and witness a great performance and DJs. It's going to be really good fun, Casimoro added. Anticipating plenty of new visitors coming for the first time, Decentraland plans to offer instructions on the website to help people enter as guests. They can then also choose to set up a digital wallet, which is necessary to shop, but not required to visit and tour the museums. Although this MVFW is a new type of virtual event, it does take cues from its IRL predecessors. New York, Milan and Paris will be present in the architecture of the spaces we're designing, Casimoro explained, and we're going with a discourse. Paris, New York, Milano, Decentraland. We're not trying to just be in one place, we're trying to be everywhere. So Decentraland would represent the convergence of all these events in one place. Visitors will be able to take in shows across free virtual catwalks, including Metaloop, Runways, created by Web3 Creative Agency Collective and its Metaverse Travel Agency, and check out several other destinations for shopping, panel talks, after parties and other events. More than 60 brands on deck are set to participate in Metaverse Fashion Week, including Tommy Hilfiger, Dolce Gabbana, Ellie Saab, Nicholas Kirkwood, Perry Ellis, Imitation of Christ, Esdee Lauder, Etro and many more, with several setting up shop and digital stores that can teleport to and browse. With regards to the key zones at Decentraland's MFW, the organisation doesn't have a schedule of runway shows available, so scheduling virtual visits to specific shows could be tricky, but it does offer this trip. Decentraland worked with virtual property marketplace Parcel to create a special pair of free virtual sunglasses that the show can be seen for catwalks, panels and experiences. They can also teleport the user straight to the desired event with a simple click. They say the sunglasses will be available for free at vending machines in the Genesis Plaza with a starting point in Decentraland from Thursday onwards. For a way of the land, note the major phones which will be updated. Luxury Fashion District Runway shows and luxury fashion shopping anchor, Decentraland's latest district will launch within its fashion district by the Metaverse Group. The Luxury Fashion District, presented by UNXD and Vogue Arabia, will see numerous brands make their web-free debuts, including Dolce & Gabbana, Etro, 
Ellie Saab, Goa Play, James McKean and Frank Miller, along with others. Next up, we go to the Rarabo district, and this district will host a temporary space with pop-up shops, including Placebo Digital Fashion House, The Fabricant, Fred Segal, Perry Ellis, Artisant in collaboration with Puma, Mystery Collection by Crypto Couture, and NFT artist Macromatic, Girls Gang Label, and Digital Vaults with Swatches, plus many more. The Metaparty District is presented by Metaparty and Virtual Real Estate Marketplace Parcel. The Community Precinct offers a multi-level experience with mini-games, parker and a chill-out area and fashion show to put a spotlight on Decentraland's wearable designer community. Dragon City is a spotlight for designers with brands from Asia as well as Parcel and Metaparty's Community Precinct and Dragon City will fix its eye on boundary-pushing wearable creatives. The Meta Tokyo community will launch the museum space by Meta Tokyo, plus its own wearable collection through Decentraland Marketplace. Amaya vs Street Fashion will also launch its NFT collection of photos through OpenSea. Boston Protocol's Metaverse Marketplace, Boston Protal, will host more than a dozen brands selling NFTs tied to exclusive real-world luxury products. Modelled after Paris's Avenue Montaigne, this boulevard of metaverse stores will span designers such as Tommy Hilfiger and Logan to Gen Z favourites and web-free first brands like Cider, Bissian, The Rebels, House of Calican, Christine Masarny and Wild Fangs by Fangang. The company also plans to hold its Age of Metaverse Commerce conference within this portal. Across the mall, we've got MetaLoop by Collective, and in terms of design, it's a circular transparent donut. It's very futuristic and will have neon. It's very meta, described Roberto Valentin Kikov, Collective's founder. The idea is we're breaking up a little bit of the traditional straight runway, and we decided to go with a circular shape. The avatars go through a portal, stop three times, and do a pose. They basically do a full circle, and then they exit. A range of dresses will show on the meta loop, with established names from Fred Perry, to newer names such as Dress X, Kid Super, The Rebels, Wild Fiverr, and The Immersive Kind. The Freedom Plaza will host designers such as DKNY, Charles and Keith, and Privé Porté. They will showcase the 3D experiences in this plaza, but the shops will also go beyond fashion with a range of 3D wearables and experiences that run the gamut, from General Motors' latest electric vehicles to new projects from the food and beverage world, including projects by Diageo and Nestle. Cash Labs and a mixed-media art gallery from Web3 Agency will virtually show these venues across three floors. This spotlight will include more than 20 artists within its exhibition, and at the intersection of art and fashion, we have Christia Kim, The Fabricant, Carol Lagerfeld, Butter Paris, and many more. Images and videos will line the walls as well as fashion in the form of sculptures, and the rooftop terrace on the fourth floor will host a four-day fashion film festival in conjunction with Nick Knight and Show Studio, and a micro-gallery presented by Bythal. 
other notable events, and the organisation has since developed a paparazzi-like experience to give guests the feel of a step and repeat, though it's more fun than an actual media opportunity. A string of after-parties will complete the experience, and the finalised calendar was not available at press time, but events will include a Fashion Fridays pre-party show to get the week off to a start. The first after-show party will be hosted by Dolce & Gabbana on the opening night, with known origins after-party on Friday, featuring its bespoke digital collection and live-streaming DJ sets. Hogan and Exclusive will hold its soiree on Saturday. More parties will keep the festivities going with events by Faith Connection and Faith Tribe and Blondish, as well as the Tribute Bland, which is also planning special decentralised wearable drops during its party. Collective will also host a few other parties, like the one sponsored by brands like Acura and another in conjunction with artist Nikki Nicole. Other intriguing projects, such as the Vogue vs Hype, and Sophia the Robot's look at the future of AI fashion, imitation of Christ's installation and performance, a Metaverse Salon Innovation Hub by Thrivo, and a luxury eyewear store by Garrett Lay, with exclusive frames and wearables to adorn the model's faces. For more information, you can visit Decentraland's main website on mvfw.org. wants people to be able to try out its hardware with hands-on experiences and the parent company of Facebook has announced that it will be opening its first retail store come May. The Meta store will be located on the company's Burlingham, California campus right near the Reality Hubs HQ where employees are working on building out the Metaverse. In the 1,550 square foot space, Customers can take part in exciting new demos, such as making calls to retail associates with Portal and exploring the immersion of VR, with a first-of-its-kind immersive Quest 2 experience. The Meta Store will feature a curved LED wall-to-wall display that showcases what customers participating in a Quest 2 demo see in the headset. After testing out games such as Beat Saber, Golf Plus, Real VR Fishing or Supernatural, customers will receive a 30-second mixed reality clip of their demo experience. The Meta Store is going to help people to make that connection to see how our products can be the gateway to the metaverse of the future, head of Meta Store Martin Gillard said. We're not selling the metaverse in our store, but hopefully people will come in and walk out knowing a little bit more about how our products can help them to connect to it. Located at 322 Airport Boulevard in Burlingham, California, the Meta Store will open its doors on May 9th. It will sell Quest 2, Quest 2 accessories and portal devices in-store. For those interested in purchasing Ray-Ban stories, retail associates will assist customers in ordering room then directly from the Ray-Ban website.
New research on metaverse malls offers some surprising revelations, including one that may thrill mall operators. On the one hand, the study by CommerceNext, ComEx, BizRate and CoSite Research helps to confirm what brands may already know, that consumers still have no idea what a metaverse is. However, among those who do and spend time in the virtual world, there's a healthy appetite for shopping, the metaverse with physical products and virtual malls being of particular interest. We only saw 13% of this group say that they buy hairstyles or haircuts for their avatar, or 12% said they would buy digital clothing for their avatar. Veronica Sonev, co-founder of CommerceNext, told WWD. But we saw a lot of people say that they are interested, even though they haven't done it yet. Shopping in a virtual mall and buying real-world products. According to the Metaverse survey, which polled 557 online shoppers of different age groups, nearly half of the respondents, at least 48%, said they hadn't heard of the term. As noted in a lovely titled section of the report called Putting the Meh in Metaverse. Ultimately, less than one-fifth said they were familiar with virtual worlds or participated within them. The researchers drowned us down into a group to glean insights about their particular interests, and that's when they saw that a significant portion want their avatars to hurt them all, especially within older consumers. The interest breaks down to 29% of 18 to 29 year olds, 35% of 30 to 39 year olds, 35% of 40 to 49 year olds, and 37% of 50 to 59 year olds. The generational difference here could come down to who even remembers the time when the mall was a social and cultural touchstone for communities. The broader concept of shopping for the metaverse and physical goods registered even more, breaking down to 43% of 18 to 29 year olds, 49% of 40 to 49 year olds, 42% of 50 to 59 year olds. The least interested, surprisingly, were 30 to 39 year olds with a 26% rating. To me, those were very promising statistics, Sonsev continued. It's still early, but the idea of using virtual worlds to buy physical products is something that consumers are interested in. That was really surprising to us. It's fair to question whether these numbers translate to the mall business in real world. The shopping orientation could be influenced by the nature of the sample as well, as more than half, at least 50%, happen to be women. Still, Zonsev believes the signs look rather good. The metaverse by any means is still early adoption, but the imagination of people who have used virtual worlds was very much leaning into, I could see myself buying physical goods here, getting a sense of the products and then shopping in malls and shopping with my friends, she said. So I think it points to opportunities to come as more and more people will spend time in virtual worlds. The study also looked at other contexts inside and outside the metaverse, including virtual events, social commerce and live stream shopping, the latter of which hasn't latched on to the mainstream consciousness either. According to the report, over half the respondents, at 54%, hadn't heard of it. So, in other words, more people have heard of the metaverse than live stream shopping.
And finally, are digital worlds the new frontier in fashion storytelling? Absolutely. Fashion businesses have long relied on photography, runway shows with their elaborate sets and show notes, store designs and other methods to build fantasies around their brands and products. These days, they're adding digital elements to their repertoires, including NFTs, video games and virtual experiences that offer other means of telling stories. Traditionalists might not view these as the most prestigious channels for brand building, but there have been some high-profile misfires that give sceptics reason to pause, like the elements of recent Metaverse Fashion Week, but they're gaining importance as the audience for video games, crypto and digital events continue to grow. Fashion businesses are beginning to experiment with them now, so they're not caught off guard later. One native web-free brand at the forefront is using NFTs for storytelling is RTFKT, the maker of virtual sneakers and the MFTs that Nike acquired last year. The company has airdropped freebies to the crypto wallets of those who own the clone X NFT avatars it created with artist Takihishi Murakami. These include a space pod that's a sort of living quarters for a fictional clone, which RTFKT described at the beginning of a clone multiverse civilization, and an MLNTH, a mysterious cube that uses programmable smart contracts embedded in NFTs. For months, RTFKT had MNLTH holders solve puzzles it called quests to unlock the cube step by step before finally unreeling its first co-founded and branded virtual sneaker with Nike and other products. What RTFKT is doing goes way beyond a series of NFTs. It's building an ecosystem with each release, adding to the mythology it wants to create. RTFKT adds to the story that all the time and in various ways. Benoit Pajotto, one of the company's co-founders, even tweeted a logo for the operating system. It's virtual crypto kicks with Nikes. Don't start to freak out, it's not a game. We just take the lower we're building seriously, he cautioned followers. Do not tend to freak out over NFT goodies or any riddles to solve. Gamification, with making and dropping breadcrumbs for fans to obsess over, aren't new engagement tactics. The original Matrix trilogy and other movies for TV shows and those used effectively far back in the 1990s. These sometimes have plots hidden within elaborate websites and video games, but they're not the usual methods of a company that sells fashion or even virtual fashion. This new approach can have its drawbacks, like building extremely high expectations for new reveals. When RTFKT first unveiled what was inside the MNLTH, a common segment in its Discord was basically all that for a shoe. The price of an MNLTH on the secondary market abruptly fell before bouncing back. The price is now up slightly from where it was before the reveal. Other digital mediums like video games and virtual experiences have their own advantages for storytelling. This can be immersive and interactive and let brands do what they can't do in the real world at relatively low costs. Brands such as Gucci, Marnie, Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton and Nike have more than built their own miniature worlds where all the elements are there to help tell whatever story they want, whether it's about creativity, otherworldly beauty, the promotion of fun, fitness or something completely different. 
Traditional channels can struggle to hit all these notes simultaneously, and photography can present a fantasy world, but it's not really inversive. Physical stores are inversive and interactive, but have high costs and are bound by the rules of physics, not to mention zoning laws and other restrictions. Big runway shows can come to a close to do it all, like in 2017, when Chanel simulated a rocket launch, but it does take a Chanel-sized budget to do that. Of course, these digital experiences come with their own challenges, and getting the experience right with them is far from given. When you work in an interactive space like a video game, you have to translate a brand image into an experience that's, well, interactive. It can be super difficult. Marcus Holstrom, co-founder and CEO of The Gang, an agency that has creative experiences on Roblox for brands such as Vans and Automaker McLaren. He recently said, If you take a high fashion brand, for example, it might not be that it can be easily connected to a gaming idea. You have to think a bit more. You have to think outside of the box. So fashion brands are starting to explore the storytelling possibilities within these digital spaces, but they seem likely to keep at it since telling good stories is how they get shoppers to buy their brands and not just sell their products. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be taking a look at animation and anime within the fashion film genre. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on FORC magazine and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean, and our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Deezer, under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on. <laughs>